Welcome back to the Brentwood Academy podcast. Critical thinkers seek a deeper understanding, and that is one of the five character traits of Brentwood Academy's Portrait of a Graduate. Today, Mr. Masters welcomes Upper School Director Andy Bradshaw to share more in episode number four of this special series. Andy, we've been talking about our mission statement dedicated to nurturing and challenging each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God, and how in conversations with faculty and staff, students and parents, we've articulated five characteristics for how it would look if we were hitting that target. Resilient, critical thinker, thoughtful communicator, problem solver, and Christ follower. As you think about the critical thinking piece, you know, a part of this presumes that critical thinking will lead to something. Talk a little bit about how you begin with the idea of truth. Is there a right answer to something? Is there an opinion that's just an opinion as opposed to truth that's outside yourself? Where do you begin with discerning truth as opposed to each person having their own truth? Well, that's a really good question. I think of the five uh, points in our portrait of a graduate that critical thinking may be the toughest to, to put your finger on as to what it means, but I think it might be a good starting point to define truth. Mm-hmm. And I like the definition that it's an objective standard um, by which reality is measured, objective Mm -hmm. standard outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. by which we measure reality. Mm -hmm. And we can see that when we reason back from effect to cause. So if you get comfortable at doing that, then what is the cause? What, What is the problem with the world? We all feel like that there's a problem. Every worldview says there's a problem and offers a solution. Mm-hmm. So if if the effect is that the world is broken, then we have to reason back to the cause. So what's mm-hmm. that cause? Well, it depends on what your worldview is, right? right? If you have a biblical worldview that says that we are sinful by nature, that the problem is us, mm-hmm. then what's the solution? The solution is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you have a secular worldview and you reason back from effect to cause, then God's the problem. If we could just mm-hmm. get God out of everything, we could have some kind of utopia here on mm-hmm. earth. And we know that that's not possible to do. Mm-hmm. So I think in our as we develop critical thinking in our students, I think back to, to Webb's depth of knowledge. You know, the first piece of that is recall and reproduction. Mm-hmm. And that's just taking content and regurgitating that content. That's almost obsolete now because mm-hmm. content's a commodity. We content's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can Google whatever you want to know. Uh, so the second part is skills, concepts, and skills. You add a, another layer to recall and reproduction. So mm-hmm. You're thinking about how to organize and calculate and use the information that you have. Mm. And then extended thinking, which I think gets into the critical thinking that we're talking about, is there may be more than one possible right answer and how you discern what that is. Mm. How do you discern truth from falsehood? Mm -hmm. By what standard are you using to discern truth from falsehood? Mm -hmm. 
And so I really think that as we help our students think about how do we, you, you learn about something, but then how do you think critically about how do you go beyond the content to apply different skills that we're learning to be the thoughtful communicator, mm -hmm. to be a problem solver? How do you apply those things that we're talking about in the portrait of a graduate mm -hmm. to helping yourself think about a topic where there's maybe more than one right answer, as mm -hmm. I mentioned, or we have to discern how that we're going to apply truth to this situation mm -hmm. and come to a conclusion about something. Mm -hmm. so we are called to love God with all our, mark, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And so that means we're, we, God's given us a mind. Glorifying Him with that mind mm -hmm. is, I think, one of the things that knits together this portrait of a graduate that mm -hmm. we've come up with. You mentioned a standard outside ourselves, some objective standard Part of the critical thinking has to do with engaging ideas different than our own and recognizing that somebody has an argument for a case that comes to a conclusion different than mine. As you think about engaging ideas that are different than yours, talk about how ideas are enriched by that interaction, by the ability to listen well and respond thoughtfully, by building a case for what you believe, but even by using the conversation to refine our own beliefs and convictions. I think that's a really, a really good point. I was just listening to you and Jenny have the conversation about thoughtful communicator. And when we're having these conversation about ideas, mm -hmm. what are the big ideas that are worth having these conversations about? But having, you're, you're either coming from a position of advocacy or inquiry. So if you're coming from a position of inquiry, you're asking questions and you're actively listening because you're using the questions to gain more information about what the person's telling you. So you can use the discernment that you have through your biblical worldview, whatever lens that you're looking at the world through to come to a conclusion about what's true and what's not. Those conclusions are based on some set of reasoning or logic, or sometimes just based on what somebody's told us. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the difference between just accepting what someone's told us or what the group thinks or what I think will get approval of others and reasoning carefully through a set of arguments to come to a conviction that's your own. I think... Everybody starts out with assumptions, mm -hmm. right? and so you have to think through the definition. I go back to the definition of truth, and if it's a standard outside of yourself by which reality mm -hmm. is measured, then you have a basis for making truth claims mm -hmm. about reality. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, the existence of God. There's mm -hmm. the, the moral argument that there is a standard outside of ourselves by which we can discern mm -hmm. what's right and wrong, and that's, that's what God has to say about anything in, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. We have the teleological argument that there, is, that there appears to be a fine-tuning. There is to be a, appears to be a mind behind all this, and that leads us to a set of conclusions mm -hmm. that we're not just uh, molecules in motion. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy 
Francis Crick, one of the co-developers of DNA, said, we're all just molecules in motion. Hmm. I guess everybody but Francis was. Because if we're molecules in motion, we can't discern to make a statement like that about reality. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he absolved himself from his own truth claim there, mm-hmm. which is not uncommon for, for many atheists to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the argument of, of where, do, where, where do we come from? How did, how did we get here? You know, looking for that standard outside yourself, or did well, you I love other? I love the laws of lo- three laws of logic: the law of non-contradiction, that mm-hmm. two things can't be true at the same time in the same context. Mm-hmm. So the world's either flat or it's round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law of identity: you know, this couch right here is a couch; it's not the New York Times. Mm-hmm. The law of the excluded middle: that there's no middle ground here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm either a male or a female. There's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's there's no changing back and forth. Mm-hmm. So using those laws of logic and applying those in a discerning way to mm-hmm. people that are making truth claims about the nature of reality is really critical mm-hmm. thinking. Given the tremendous number of truth claims out mm-hmm. there, uh, the the cultures and the perspectives on uh, different values. Talk about the significance of giving our students a basis for engaging those arguments, for listening, and then for being able to tell the difference between good and bad logic or between something that's based on a falsehood or an assumption that can't be true, and the significance of how that leads to engaging a culture that's demanding affirmation of so many different ideas. Well, I think we can just look at how people make truth claims. Uh, if you, if making a truth claim that um, all truth is relative, well, you've just, mm-hmm. you've just denied your, your, the claim that you made. Because mm-hmm. saying all truth is relative is an absolute truth claim. Mm-hmm. So being able to discern those, those things mm-hmm. are really important. And it goes back to where, what is the foundation by which that you define what's true and what's not? If if there is no absolute truth, which people say that all the time, mm-hmm. that that can't be right because you have just proven that there is absolute truth because mm-hmm. you've made an absolute truth claim. Mm-hmm. So help when our kids understand that because we're getting that they're getting bombarded with that all the mm-hmm. time. You know, part of that engagement with these kinds of uh, intellectual skills, let's say, or the ability to reason uh, is being developed in the classroom. Talk a little bit about how our seminars, the discussions we have in the classroom, even speech class and the persuasive arguments, the argumentative essays and so on, uh, help sharpen that skill of listening well, critiquing each other, learning from each other, responding to each other's arguments. I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the extended thinking in the web's depth of knowledge that there may be two or more valid arguments for something mm-hmm. and being able to discern what an, mm-hmm. what is the best argument for a position. Mm-hmm. And so you may have to hear different positions like in a speech class mm-hmm. or in a, in a seminar or in a Harkness discussion. And 
you have to reason through what the best answer is among several that could be valid. Mm -hmm. And then the student has to be able to make that case um, verbally, not mm -hmm. so but they may have to make it in writing, but in these situations in class, they're having to make their case verbally where they have to think on their feet. They have to take in a number of different opinions from other classmates, process through that mm -hmm. to make their claim. Mm. Think out loud in that context of the classroom setting. It's easy to imagine somebody winning the debate who wasn't correct or who had a perspective where he was taking the opposite side because it was an assignment. Uh, talk about that discernment piece that you mentioned earlier, the part of critical thinking that evaluates how should I respond not just to win the argument, but how I'm responding to the other person how I treat the other person, how effectively I can interact in such a way that the outcome is better than just proving I'm right. Well, I think this is a real good example of the interplay between the different areas of the portrait of the graduate. Hmm. What we were just thinking about thoughtful communicating, mm -hmm. the first thing I think in the, the scenario that you're presenting is you have to be an active listener. You have to not listen with the intent to respond, but listen with the intent to understand hmm. and communicate not necessarily with advocacy, like I said before, but with inquiry to make sure you know what the, the case that they're making mm -hmm. so you can respond in an effective, uh, winsome way mm -hmm. and it not be just an argument mm -hmm. between two people that nobody wins. So being slow to speak, I think, is a, a good part of being a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. Talk about faculty interaction. You know, we interact with students all the time, but we interact with each other as well. And mm -hmm. even at the parent level, the interactions that students watch, how do students see us as faculty or in the parent community uh, see things that help them become critical thinkers in the richest sense of the word, able to really look for understanding, as you were mentioning, and then to begin to develop reasoning that lets them engage the issues and the, and the perspectives and the culture? The first thing would probably be, as our students watch us communicate and are involved in situations where they're listening to us communicate with a parent, mm -hmm. is just modeling what, what it looks like, what it looks like to be a good listener what it looks like to communicate points where you're not attacking the person. You're, you're being maybe hard on the idea, but soft on the person. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's a good thing for students to see mm -hmm. that we're not trying to win an argument. We're trying to make a reasoned defense for what we believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. I think that's really helpful. Just... Allowing our students to watch us is so important. I think that's true in so many contexts, but even communicating when something isn't going well, just the ability to engage by thinking through how can I respond in such a way that will allow the other person uh, to respond person to person, not just issue related. Mm -hmm. I think of when we make a mistake and I can say, forgive me, I didn't handle that well knowing that just from the perspective of trusting God's Word, that there's something unique that happens when you recognize a need for forgiveness and then ask to be forgiven. But 
being able to think about things in the context of how it is that we respond to each other in a way that leads toward a right solution. Critical thinking and how that plays into character and how that leads to being able to live a life that God's calling us to live. So important. So Thanks, important. Andy. Appreciate your time. We hope you are enjoying this series on the portrait of a graduate. In part five, Christian Life team member Linus Wynn joins Mr. Masters as they talk about the trait of a Christ follower.